The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When the Pharisees with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate with their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed. The purification of cups, jugs, kettles, beds. So the Pharisees and the scribes question him. Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand, nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person. But the things that come out from within are what defile. From within people, from their hearts, come evil thoughts and chastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Every year this weed invades my garden. I have no idea the name of this weed, but I call it the upside-down carrot. It's, it's a, it looks like a leaf that's attached to this very fragile, delicate stem, and the stem is attached to this root that looks like an upside-down carrot. So when you want to weed the garden and you want to rip out this weed, it breaks at the fragile stem and the upside-down carrot remains anchored inside the ground. The only way you can rip it out is you need a shovel and you have to destroy half your garden to do that. Now I mention that because God is like an upside-down carrot in our souls. He's deeply rooted in our lives. The only way you can get rid of God from our hearts is you've got to rip him out of there. Let me give you an example. A lot of people, they like sports, and a lot of people go to the Red Sox game. But can Fenway Park offer you eternal life? Now, the mall is nice, especially on a hot day. It's always cool in there. There's a lot of nice things you can look at. But can the mall offer you inspiration that can help you get through the darkest moments of your life? I don't think so. We need more. 
So here's the Israelites of the first reading, and they're about to enter into the promised land. Now, Moses can't go with them because he's very old and he's about to die. So, bef- so before he says goodbye, when they, se- they go their separate ways, Moses gives them a speech. And in this speech, he tells them, when you get to the promised land, you're going to be faced with a choice. Option number one is that you're going to remain faithful to God. You're going to be God's people and dedicate your life to him. Option number two is that you're going to see another God and you're going to uh, put your allegiance to this new God. And if you do that, well, good luck, you're on your own. So it seems like an obvious choice, right? But so here's the problem. Here's the problem. When the Israelites get into the promised land for the very first time in their lives, they're going to, to experience the taste of bananas that for the first time in their lives, they're going to go to this promised land and they're going to have a glass of wine with their steak dinner. So when they get there, they're going to ask the locals and the local farmers and the natives there, says, how do you do it? How do you get all this great food? What do you do? Now, the natives are not going to explain to them how to use a deer tractor. Instead, what they're going to say is, well, the way we have all this wonderful food is that we worship the fertility God. The fertility God is very nice to us, and it seems like when we are faithful to the fertility God, we get all of this nice growth, and we get all this terrific food. So now the Israelites are faced with a choice. Do they go with the God that that gave him bread and water in the desert, or do they go with the fertility God and they continue to have wine with their their, uh, steak dinners? So here's my faith question. When life offers you a choice, how do you make sure that you make the right choice? Here's how you do it. You say, I like bananas. They're <laughs> really delicious. But I need something more than bananas. Yeah, I like a little glass of wine with my nice steak dinner. But I need something more than wine with my steak dinners. Pope John Paul II went to Sicily to a church to give a talk on the evils of the mafia. The church was filled with ticket holders that were people given tickets so that they can get into this church. There was limited seating. Take a wild guess who got these tickets. <laughs> That's right, the mafia. So he gave the speech, and remarkably, somebody who was in the mafia converted, left the mafia. Think about how hard that must have been. Think about the financial loss he took. Think about all the mafia bosses that would not be very happy with that decision. Think about all all the opportunities that he may have lost. How do you make a really tough decision? How do you make the right decision when your life gives you choices? Well, he probably said, I like the money. I like the respect that people give me. But I need something more. Now I know on the day he dies, when he takes his last breath, he's going to say to himself, boy, I'm really glad I made the decision that I did when I did it. (laughs) When we come to communion, we priests are from the Eucharistic minister, you hear the words, 
the body of Christ. And after you hear that, you respond, amen. Do you have any idea what amen means? <laughs> we say it all the time. Well, it's a Hebrew word. It's a Hebrew word, amuna. Amuna means rooted in. So when you go to communion and before you receive the Eucharist, you say amen. What you're actually saying is, God, you are rooted in me. You're my upside-down carrot. And because God is so rooted in us, we have the ability to say when life offers us choices, when we have nice things, our can say, yeah, the money's great, or my house is nice, the garden is terrific, I like my job, I like the, my, uh, my title and position in life. But when God is rooted in you, you can also say this after that, but I need something more. And that's what happens, that's what you can say when life offers you a choice, you'll be able to make the right decision.